0: Welcome to Hope in the Margins, a podcast of Hope Community Church that is seeking to help you connect the hope of Jesus with your everyday life in the margins. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chandler Young, joined alongside Caleb Blanton, and today we're sitting down with Jeremy Peeler to talk about mentorship or discipleship or whatever we want to call it um, these days. But Jeremy, thankful for you and glad you're on here. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, you, you just did a sermon on mentorship when, whenever we posted this, probably about a month ago, but would love to just hear kind of what that process looked like as we went through Titus and into a different series and why why a sermon on mentorship.
1: Yeah, you know, coming out of um, Titus, you know, and, and when you're doing sermon prep, I mean, it generally and I think should come out of your own personal Bible study and your own personal. Time with the Lord, um, and you know when I'm reading through that that epistle, and just uh, there was you know certain things that gripped me a- about that. But you know that um, one phrase, "But as for you," you know, reminded me of things that I had heard from my mentor, you know, uh, Pastor Ronell over the years, and and I got to thinking, you know, how you know, man, that is such a great transition when we're talking about the seasons of our life, and just you know, everyone needs. That, or needs a mentor, someone that's discipling them through the seasons, the ebbs, the flows, the changes, the things of their life. So, um, you know how helpful that must have been for Titus and his ministry. And so, that was kind of um, the process on landing on that text, and particularly just those few words in that text. That, but as for you, you, know, you can almost imagine him, you know, hearing Paul say, "Not for you." titus let me let me mentor you so that's where it came from yeah.
0: that's awesome caleb what were some of your thoughts takeaways from that we can talk more about
1: well,
2: pull what up it is what it looks sermon. like yeah you got your notes <laughs> I got my notes Big here time. um no i wrote that down um as you said titus 2 1 but as for you I capitalize you and uh and looking back at my notes i I was trying to remember why I would have written that down and I'm like, Oh yeah, because it was the scripture you referenced. But for whatever reason when I read it as I go back I'm thinking like there's some there's something special to that. So exactly what you said, I mean, that's where my mind went to. So we'll just say that uh you did a a great job getting that point across because that's why my, my brain clicked in that way just now, I think. But um um I you've told it before, but the story or I guess it's the story, but the reference with your uncle and, and going fishing and making it look like the real thing. Mm-hmm. Man, that really, because I don't go fishing. My dad actually invited me to go fishing this weekend, so I probably should just tell him I should go so I can practice this. But I've never been a fisherman because uh, I get so impatient. But, um, but I mean, how, how awesome is that, that it applies to our life to make it look like the real thing? The real thing is Jesus. If we make ourselves look like that, I mean, that's the advice a mentor should give um then the mentee has to <laughs> get there and uh, become like the real thing um, and it's kind of on them but I guess at the same time it really does fall back on the mentors I feel like we do have a responsibility for the next generation for those under us and um, that's something that I've I've been working on every day this week actually writing things down like what what are some practical things I can do um funny enough what I've been doing this week. <laughs> yeah, and here you are
0: saying you did not have anything to contribute. I don't
2: have a lot to contribute. I think that was probably it. To your fishing point, it sounds yeah. like you've been doing a lot of casting instead of fishing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. My dad says he goes catching. I say, oh yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, whatever. Catching and fishing difference. Which is one thing, you know, my
1: uncle. That was one. That was such a, a great thing about fishing with him is I knew that I was going to catch fish. Mm. Okay, I knew that he was experienced. I'd watched him catch fish, so I knew that when we, you know. When we were on that river, it wasn't just going to be a boring day. There was, it was, it was always an action-packed day of catching fish. And what was mm-hmm. great with him was that if we weren't catching bass, which we we're, were primarily after, if that wasn't happening the way you know which we wanted and he wanted to, man, he would switch to something else. So we would go catch cats or we would go catch mm-hmm. white bass. He always had some type of method to catch fish. So say that along with mentoring, you know, um, mm. you know, uh, ministry. Uh, is supposed to be I think (laughs) according to Christ I'm going to call you to be fishers of men well he showed them how to catch them you know and they they, I mean there was a lot of great experiences that they had seeing him do some jaw dropping stuff so I'm hoping you know that that in mentoring you know that that's a part of it is we're learning how to catch fish and ministry can be really tough and not a lot of fruit from time to time Um, but man it's when you catch them it's just so much more exciting and having a mentor who's done that before you know Ronel was my mentor and that guy could you know he going into a home with someone just to present the gospel and watching the spirit of God just melt that person's heart as he spoke about Jesus it was it was it was an amazing um, thing to see.
0: Hmm. Well, that's awesome and I love that. Maybe that's kind of a tie into maybe a definition or us kind of defining what is mentorship or especially for our people moving forward, like, what do we want that to look like, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I do think that, obviously, it's Bible, as we've said, um, but you and I have talked about, like, we don't want it to just, just, it's not just doing life with each other, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, your mentor did much more than just, one, he he did much more than tell you what you wanted to hear, Mm -hmm. you know? But that there was a lot more to that. It was a pointing to Jesus, it was... Uh, lots of different things so what are y'all's thoughts on that about what mentorship is what's the goal of mentorship
1: anything you know I, I mean I liked your you know what you, the definition if you want to call it a, a definition or what you would given me you know months ago you know I really considered that and you know I'm um, thought wow that's that's excellent uh, that open book and that open life uh, you know um, Again, L., my mentor, uh, he he opened his life to me. I mean, he, um, uh, you know, not just the Bible, but he did, you know, give uh, gave me opportunities to um, you know, preach and opportunities to critique um, what I had preached. You know, how I handled the Word, how I handled the text, how I how I approached the people that I was in front of. Um, but then taking me with him, you know, Saturday mornings, I get that call, and he say, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go visit X, Y, or Z, or we're gonna. You know, do this taking me. He took me to Venezuela uh, with him, my first um, international mission, and I watched one of the things that, as far as mentoring, a moment in my life that I think would go along with a good definition of what a mentor should be was when we when we got to Venezuela. Okay, um, we're going to build a. It's a construction trip, so we're going to do work, which was hey, I can. I was I was building houses back then. You know, I've got my tool pouch with me and tools there. We've got all the material laid out there. Let's just go get it done. You know, there's, there's no need to talk about this. There's no need to pray about this necessarily. Let's just go get it done. But I remember when we went to the um, construction site for the first time, um, Ronnie just laid down prostrate, sprawled out right there on the concrete and just began praying and weeping. And we just followed suit, you know. And I, I, I kind of, at first, was like, "This was awkward, you know. Why do we need to?" I don't. I mean, it's just my, I guess, my immaturity back then. But the same. Why do we need to seek God over driving nails? It's just grab them and go. But that's not, you know, that's not what that was about. And Ronnie always would, uh, you know, um, uh, tell me, you know, the 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 Bible verse and it slips the what actually is right now. But it's those who go out weeping you know, a return, um, um, praising God, you know. And, uh, you know, he showed me that that day. So, man, I've tried to follow that in my life of everything is preceded by, on my face, prostrate in prayer, and then get up. Even if it's the simplest of tasks, you know, try to do that. Mm-hmm. So that it you know, was that open life. I mean, I, yeah. I got to see that. He could have did that in private. You know, and probably did anyway, but he did that in front of us, and it was impactful for me. Mm, that's good. And
0: kind of in that, the conversations that we'd had was that for us, it's not just open book, open life, but there's a purpose behind that, mm-hmm. you know, as you've seen in mentorship relationships open book, open life with the purpose of equipping, empowering, sending, and releasing people uh, for the mission of God and for the glory of God. And so that's been cool to see. And kind of your points that week as you taught on mentorship of um, finding a mentor, but also being a mentor to someone else, I thought was, I think, probably pretty challenging to some of the people in the room. Um, That maybe they were in the room hearing these words and they were thinking, well, who's going to mentor me? And then hopefully getting called out in a sense of, well, who am I gonna mentor? You know who am I gonna disciple? Who am I gonna show these different things and uh open book open life and and equip them and empower them uh release them even that we would see multiplication happen through that process as well that it's not just building a little social club. it's not just building up this little group where I'm secluded. I've got my one person and and that's it and we don't move on from there for years but no like there's there's more and so that's kind of the multiplication piece in that as well but
1: I mean if we don't it stops with us right or it stops with and there's the reciprocal nature of the great commission in which you go (laughs) you baptize but then you teach them to obey all that I've commanded you know and so that continues to happen and so it, it is a multiplication it's it's Paul telling Timothy, "Look, um, find some reliable men, teach them the things that I've taught you, um, so that this can keep, you know, multiplying, so it can keep going." But if we, if we, you know, it, have that mentality of, um, "I need somebody to mentor me," without the thought that it's because I want to be able to do this in 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 my own life and with someone else, then it becomes so self centered, and self centered things stop usually with us. Mm. You know, but when they're for the glory of God and for the impact of the kingdom and the the fame of his name I always say, Man, that that'll that'll continue. Um, but for me, I can't <laughs> I don't know about y'all. But when somebody says calls me and, and and says, Hey, can I sit down with you? I'd like somebody, you know, to, to mentor me. <laughs> I think me, i am probably not the best person. Let me see if I can pass this off, you know, to someone else. You know, or, or or let me call someone who's did that with me, and then you know, because it it should make you, um, uh, it should humble us, but make us think. You know what? I I've got to I've got to do some things in my life that that are that are things that are reproducible for someone else. You know, and just say, hey, these are some things I've seen God do in my life that are working. Here's some stuff I want to pass on to you. Whether that's Bible study techniques, mm-hmm. whether that's sermon prep, whether that's just how to be a dad or how to be a husband. There's things to transfer them on. Um so it should make us think, Oh, I can't believe that somebody's calling me for this. Okay, this is serious now. Paul said, Imitate me. And you read that passage and you're like, Oh my gosh, what a arrogance. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, right. it's not at all. There's there's uh you know, the least arrogant person you can imagine is saying is saying that, imitate me. Well, why is he saying that? Because he can write imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm imitating Christ, you imitate what you see me do.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's making me think of just, speaking of seasons, the the series that we're in when you did that, of different mentors that I've had in different seasons and just how God used them for different reasons and uh, taught me different lessons and things. Uh, like, for instance, when I did the internship at Hope, like I would say that hanging out with Jeff and Mandy, like in their home, was one of the first experiences that I ever had of a godly family. One of the first times that I ever felt like I knew and was being shown in a sense, and that's not to negate what my parents did or anything like that, but it's just, uh, it was a different experience to see, even in foster care and adoption, the way that they fostered and adopted and uh, what it meant to be a godly husband, what it meant to spend time with the Lord what it meant to sit with him and um, and then different people in Asheville and Marcel that taught me different things in ministry and throughout that it's just uh, it's encouraging to think about those things but then to also feel the challenge and the weight of that of hey like I've got work to do like there there's more for me to do you know that I can't just receive something and not reciprocate it and so moving forward uh, even in college ministry, thinking through what it looks like for families to come and to help do the same things for our college students that I received.
2: Do yeah, y'all think it's? Uh, and I'm not trying to call anybody out. You know, but I'll call out myself. You know, if I if I were to say this, but is it a selfish thing to say? I need someone to pour into me. Um, if if I'm not earnestly or trying to pour myself out for someone else you know like I feel like it's more important to actually be a mentor than to have a mentor even though it's important for both I think if you had to prioritize it become a mentor more correct me if I'm wrong or or, or rebuke me or straighten me out or whatever but I'm just thinking like um if I if I sit here and told you it, it would it would be a lie but if I sit here and told you I don't have a mentor right now because I can't think about person I'm meeting with every Monday morning at 7 a.m., then then it'd be a lie, because I'm not looking... For, it's like it's like I'm blind to all the people who are actually mentoring me, you know what I mean? And I can think back to college, and I think about Ben, and I think about Josh, and I think about Reese, who, who poured into my life, and maybe that's the mentors that, in that season of life, where I wasn't pouring out, but I was being poured into, maybe I need to pour that part out, you know? I, I don't know. That... I mean, it brings
1: up the topic of organic yeah. <laughs> versus intentional. You know, when it comes to mentoring, coaching, discipleship, okay? Um, should it be something that's organic, that uh, happens, um, um, that's, that you're, you're, you're maybe not aware of at the moment, you become aware of it like y'all have, uh, it seems like, you know, on, on certain instances of your life, or does it need to be intentional? I think that both and... Yeah. is a cop out answer, but it is the answer it needs to be both, and it needs to be and so on both sides of that too, by the way, I think to be a mentor and to be mentored and um to go along with seasons okay I do think that there are seasons in our lives where we need to just pause and say, I don't need to be mentoring someone right now. I need to be mentored, okay, I need to be sitting down in front of someone, maybe that's a a burnout situation or just a drought that you're feeling in your uh you know life spiritually. Because those droughts sometimes in my life have been fuel for um, um, mentoring someone else through them. Because I was, you know, um, I guess, saw enough or was, you know, God give me wisdom enough to see I need somebody in my life right now. Um, So for that season, I I need someone. So I think, um, you know, both those together, is it intentional? Is it organic? You know, whichever way it happens, open your eyes to it and realize, am I being mentored and am yeah. I mentoring someone? Yeah. And, um, you know, this you know, parent I had a lady went to, golly, decades ago at a commencement service. She said, you know, children listen with their eyes. Mm-hmm. And I've never forgotten that. And so whether we know it or not, sometimes we're being mentors by our actions and what we're doing with our children or with someone else so you know just kind of realizing that that might be happening <laughs> and um, the responsibility and yet opportunity at the
2: same time of that yeah I used to teach a leadership course to high school seniors and um, uh, I didn't say anything that profound I wish I'd have known it that children li- listen with their eyes but when we go into the when we I would take them get on the school bus and go to, a, to the elementary school or the middle school one I guess sort of charge to them um or or just to make them aware of was I said I said these kids can spot a fake from a mile away and that's more cliche you know but um but to to understand that be truth like really it's not just kids like everybody can can spot when you're not being authentic and so if you're authentically maybe you're aware of it or not but mentoring people pouring yourself out or whatever um or like seeking that and being aware of the mentors around you, you know, that's 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 not fake, you know. That's
1: yeah. the sure. part of, part of being a good coach uh, over the years was was knowing your players and who needs the pat on the back and who needs the you know the front right. and the rear end. Yeah. You know. So in mentoring, I've noticed in over the years for me, you know, I do have things that I'm doing as a process. Okay, when there's there's Bible study techniques. Teaching the Lord's Prayer, teaching someone how to pray, because the disciples asked that. I think that's a great mentoring question, He's teaching me how to pray, because most people struggle with that. I do. Um, but Jesus said, okay, here you go. Here's the Lord's Prayer. Here's how you pray. So um, there are certain things, um, you know, going through certain books, um, Life's Healing Choices, um, other books that have influenced and helped me, Brothers, were are Not Professionals, stuff like that. Going through those things in a process is sometimes very helpful. Sometimes it's just reading the person that's in front of you and saying, you know what, right now, I might not want to go through Bible study techniques as much as just um, be that that godly friend or ask them some questions about what's going on in your marriage and start pulling some things out that way. So it is something you have to, I think, get the pulse of. That's what I said. You know, you don't. I mean, podcasts are great. <laughs> We're doing one, but if if that's the uh, substance and level of having someone in your life that I call can eyeball to eyeball or get your pulse, then that's probably not the best thing uh, for you. You need someone that's involved in your life that can sit down with you and feel the pulse and see what's going on.
0: Yeah, for sure. And kind of going back, Caleb, to your point, like something I've really wrestled with is like, like, I know the importance of mentorship, discipleship, and I want it for every single student um, and everyone in our church as well. Like, for us to, to be mentors and to, uh, to be mentored as well. Um, but something that like, I've really wrestled with is like that I really want us to also, in those mentorship relationships, to know that Jeremiah 2 is true. That, like, he is the spring of living water. Like, I'm not going to be filled up and my needs aren't going to be met in some other person. Um, Now, they help me along, and as we said, they point me to this source. Uh, A good mentor does that. They point me to the source of living water, but I need to know that, like, they're not feeding me. I'm being fed by the Holy Spirit. Like, I'm being fed as I read His Word for myself. Um, And so, like, I... I think where i've wrestled is that like it is attention because you know like like i i do need people in my life certainly and i need them to help me to point me to that source and to remind me of things and that as we said earlier in another episode that like the holy spirit uses them in my life you know he he chooses to use them to show me different things but to ultimately be reminded that i can't suck the life out of someone else Either you know, like, because yeah. that's what sometimes it could it could feel that way. But
1: yeah. well, yeah. as as a mentor, if you feel the life is being sucked out of you, you know you're not doing a good, good job as a mentor. Mm. Okay, and here's why. Um, that's what the last point I think of that sermon uh, was the, the the centrality of the gospel in both. Okay, the centrality of the gospel in both being mentored and in mentoring is. The goal of as a mentor is to lead them to the gospel, and to make them self-feeder, or have someone be a self-feeder, and that where they're getting, um, um, you know, avenues in which they can put themselves um, um, in front of the word of God, so that the Holy Spirit can speak directly to them. And so, if it's a constant, hey, I need to call you, help me with X, Y, Z. Maybe we need to do a little bit more different, you know, or different approach for the Bible study technique or for the prayer. Had a guy years ago, my goodness, years ago, um, that uh, actually he's a pastor now um, in Virginia, and he was at a church I was at, and he, he and I sat down to do mentorship stuff years ago. Uh, actually, it started off he and his wife were kind of struggling with some things, and he was struggling with the call. Um, but, you know, one night he, he had called me, you know, just distraught and was asking some things about the marriage. And I said, you know, we went over Ephesians 5 last time we were, we were together, bro. I said, have you picked that up, you know, before you called me? And he said, no. I said, well, then hang up and pick up the phone or pick up your Bible and start reading through Ephesians again and sit down and start asking the Spirit of God to speak to you. You don't, and I I said that this way, and I, I said, you don't need me for that. All right. You don't need me for this right now. And, you know, that was a pivotal moment. And for me, you know, because I could have said, well, let me just step up and give you all the answers. Here you go. No, man, because my phone's going to be really busy. (laughs) And I'll be really tired and the life will be certainly sucked out of me. But it's leading them to that. That was was the beauty of everything Paul wrote was go back to the gospel, Timothy. Go back to the gospel, um, Titus, in whatever tough situation you were in, go back to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And, man, Roniel was certainly that for me. He was always Mm -hmm. back. Let's just get back to the gospel. Lost being saved and the church being built. There you go.
0: I love it. That reminds me, we talked about this earlier, but that this is the one podcast where we would rather you turn off the (laughs) (laughs) podcast to spend time with Jesus. And we would rather you turn off the podcast And have another mentor and realize that we're not being mentored by someone on a podcast or as you've said you know we need someone eyeball to eyeball someone who can check our pulse who can tell us those things and remind us of those things and so this might be the only podcast you listen to that does that (laughs) that tells you this podcast isn't isn't that great <laughs> you don't you don't need this. Yeah, uh, we want to we want it to be a helpful thing in your everyday life. But we know the true source of life. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Jeremy. Grateful for thanks for having me. Guys. Uh, your mentorship in our lives yep. as well, and uh, grateful for all of you listening. Pray that you're encouraged and challenged um, to experience life change and. Uh, get to do life with people for the mission of God and the glory of God. So we love you. Now go and be the church.